Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports, local leader. sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. Obviously, our tough story of the day comes to us from the Arizona Cardinals, who wrapped up their 4-13 and season with a loss to the 49ers yesterday. No bigger story locally than the end of two tenures in Arizona. Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury has been fired. General manager Steve Keim has permanently stepped away from the organization to focus on his health. Owner Michael Bidwell earlier today in a press conference you heard live here on Arizona Sports. Oh yes, there's an incredible sense of urgency and uh, believe me, I've been uh, uh, like I said, on the phone and exchanging texts and messages and phone calls and uh, and getting the input of um, a lot of folks and trying to get a 360 degree view of a number of candidates and we're also not done looking at it um, you know there is no fixed list at this point I'm trying to throw the, the net cast the net as far and wide as I can he said that the preference is to bring in a general manager first but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way if he finds a coach that they feel like they absolutely have to have first well, yeah and I think that it's more likely they hire the GM but if you you know if, you, if you've got a coach that you and that would to me that would only be Sean Payton like that's the only guy you know that you could look at and say, I'm going to hire him before I hire the GM. Everybody else, I kind of want to hire the GM first. He also, speaking of Sean Payton, he was asked if he's willing to pay for the biggest name on the market. Well, what I'm willing to do financially is get the best coach and the best GM. I, I, I don't know the biggest name uh, correlates to the best coach. So I, I guess what I would say is I, I definitely want to make sure that we get the best coach and the best general manager for this team and uh, get this team turned around as fast as we can. Yeah, and that's why we've got a list of names right now. I think it's what, four names for possible GM candidates. That's not counting the two internally with Quinton Harris and Adrian Wilson both having been interviewed already. Four names are Ian Cunningham, Assistant General Manager of the Chicago Bears, who previously worked for the Ravens and the Eagles. Rand Carthon, who's the Director of Player Personnel for the San Francisco 49ers. Adam Peters, who's the Assistant GM for the San Francisco 49ers. And then according to Albert Breer, the Cardinals have put in a request to interview Titans Director of Player Personnel Monty Ossenfort for their open GM job. Those are the names that we have in front of us, but Michael did confirm in-house interviews with the two candidates that you mentioned, yes. and then a, 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 an interview for an outside the organization candidate for GM as well. He wouldn't say who. He did not mention that they they he, they did not they have not interviewed Vance Joseph yet. Yes, so they may be waiting to interview him with a new GM in place potentially. Yeah. For more on the Cardinals GM and coaching service uh, search as they prepare to pick third in the draft, open up the Arizona Sports app. We haven't spent a lot of time at all talking. To Today about the Suns, they are struggling. Ooh. Another loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. The Miami Heat on Friday. The injuries are piling up right now. DeAndre, DeAndre Aiden left the court limping last night. Sure did. Came out of the game. CP3 is day-to-day with a hip injury. He didn't play last night. Campaign's going to be reevaluated in two weeks with a foot sprain. They're losers of nine of their last ten. They take on the Warriors. And it's believed Steph Curry is going to be back for tomorrow's game for the Warriors. 
Warriors against yeah. the Suns. Wade here on DA. He left at about 3.50 left in the game. He was limping, and I was watching the game, and he got he got hurt. It was a spin move on on uh, Allen, Jared Allen, uh, with 4.01 left, and he kind of came down a little gimpy on that, and then they pulled him out of the game. 17-2 to run by Cleveland in the fourth quarter. It was a close game, but they just, Garland hits a three, and then NATO hit a wide open three, and then Lavert hit a straightaway wide open three, and then it just, it got ugly. 17-2 to run in the fourth quarter, put the game away, Cleveland wins it going away. Turnovers were a problem. Fourth Points quarter a lot. Were yep. a problem, yeah, especially in the fourth quarter, it was a real mess. The Suns, as I mentioned, losers of nine of their last ten. They're now below 500 for the first time since starting last year, one and three. That team rattled off an 18-game win streak. That does not appear to be likely here. Suns-Warriors tomorrow night. Monty. By the way, just a, a side note on that. Sure. Um, Phoenix, uh, Arizona teams are 0-10 to start January, uh, to start 2023. Professional teams, right? Yes. I Coyotes are 0-4. Today. Suns are 0-4. Cardinals are 0-2. That's the Arizona Diamondback stats and info. They do a great job. And so, uh, we have had 10 games involving professional sports teams in Arizona. We're 0-10, baby! Oh in ten. Be New Year. I thought I heard from someone that that's an eighteen game combined losing streak. <laughs> is it really? Is it, really? Is it eighteen? Is oh it? my God! Please do the research on so that. Has somebody do the. Have we? Have our professional teams lost eighteen straight games? Who is going to be the next Arizona team to win a game? I might go D backs. <laughs> <laughs> that's impossible. That's impossible. It's the Coyotes. It's the Coyotes. I was going to say, that's a wide net you're casting. Coyotes 0-4, Suns 0-4, Cardinals 0-2. Uh, to start 2023, we here are 0-10 in Arizona. Freaking yes. bum. <laughs> Nobody loses like Arizona loses. Nobody! Arizona, We're the best at it! Arizona's not the only franchise parting ways with their head coach, Lovey Smith. Fired by the Texans. He didn't even make it to the morning. He got fired last night after winning. I fired him after winning that game, too. Winning his you final game. Again, what are you doing? <laughs> he wins the last game. He goes for two when they're down one off an incredible fourth and 20 touchdown pass. He's like, yeah, you know what? Go for two. Why not? Let's win the game. They get the two-point conversion. They fall to number two in the draft. The Bears raise up to number one in the draft. And, of course, the Cardinals and the Broncos flip spots as well. The Broncos beat the Chargers. The Cardinals lost, so the Cardinals will be picking yeah. third in I, the I mean, Listen, I'm very happy with the results yesterday moving the Cardinals up a spot. Yeah, me too. Other storylines from around the league. The Titans fire their offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, and three other assistant coaches. Tua Tungavailoa has not been cleared for football activities yet. Head coach Mike McDaniel hopes for clarity by Wednesday. No idea what their quarterback situation would be as they open the playoffs this weekend against the Bills. Speaking of the Bills, DeMar Hamlin headed back to Buffalo. He still needs to be in a hospital and undergo tests. But it's a very significant positive step for him that he was great released. News. Yeah, it's great news. And according to Mike Reese, Patriots head coach Bill Belichick will return for his 24th season. No surprise, but he made that announcement this morning. Cliff Kingsbury, the new OC for the New England Patriots. It has been floated. It has been floated as Matt an Patricia idea. Patricia out, Cliff Kingsbury in. Let's see if that happens. That maybe he would end up there. News that you broke over the weekend. ASU has added four more D1 transfer commits this weekend up to a nation leading 23. I only broke three of them. Well, you broke uh, Alford, O'Meary, and Longhetto, right? Yes, I broke those three. The best player is the Alford kid from the USC safety. He's Xavion Alford. Xavion Alford. He had, matter of fact, you go back two years ago, he had two interceptions in one game against ASU. Two interceptions. Good, good football player. So, they get him. The wide receiver, uh, O'Meary, 
he, he, he's been injured a lot with knee injuries. He's a big, big kid. And if he could get healthy, he may be good for them. But the biggest signing to me is Avion Alfred. He, he's a stud player. I think he'll come in and help ASU right away. They also got Deshaun Mallory, a defensive tackle out of Michigan State. Dario Longhetto, a name that you knew about on Friday, the kicker out of Cal. You tweeted yes. out about that on Friday night. So, And again, that little nugget I got there, the 23 D1 transfer commits came to us from our friends over at SunDevilSource.com. That is a mind-blowing number, as they point out. TCU versus Georgia tonight Let's in the go. national championship. We'll be joining the game in progress after our show at 6 o'clock. The best preview for this game I read compared TCU to Jake Plummer's Rose Bowl team. Wasn't it great? That was a fantastic comparison. Wasn't it absolutely great, that comparison? I loved it, too. It was a preview of the game, and they, they talked about it. It says the best comparison I come up with is the 96 Arizona State team. Bruce Snyder's Sun Devils had just gone 20 21 and 23 over the previous four seasons as Snyder slowly built the depth and experience necessary to dig the program out of a permanent 500 state. Then they talked about Plummer and Keith Poole and Juan Roque and Derek Rogers and had the great season and they were just you know a minute away from beating Ohio State and being the number one team in the country. That game coming up tonight again. You can hear it here. We'll join it in progress. You won't miss a whole lot. We'll keep you completely Keep your eye on Jalen Carter. Just watch Jalen Carter. It's defensive could be, tackle could be from the Georgia. Cardinals pick. Watch Jalen Carter. Could be a future Cardinal. The one last note from the NBA. It does affect the Suns. Net star Kevin Durant has been diagnosed with an isolated MCL sprain in his right knee. He will be reevaluated in two weeks, which means he will not play against the Suns in about a week. He will miss that game. The way they're playing, I don't think it's going to matter. Kyrie Irving's playing great. They won yesterday without him. They won a big game. Who the, I can't remember who they played. They won. They beat somebody good yesterday without him. The Nets did? Yeah. To go back, yesterday I was so NFL red zone heavy I didn't see, but... I know, and it's just so much stuff. I think they lost him during the game. They beat the Heat. They beat the Heat. They beat the Heat by one point. There it is. Yeah, one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Durant didn't. Did Durant play in that game? I think he didn't play in that game. He didn't play at all. I thought he hurt himself during that game. Oh, yeah, I guess he did. Yeah. He did get it. He got hurt in that game. game. All right. The hell do I know? Uh, Mitch Vereldis just sent me a message on teams. It's a 12 game combined losing streak, not 18. 12 12 games. 12 game combined losing streak by our professional sports teams. Man. That was 18. I feel so much better that it's not 18 because, you know, 18 would have been really embarrassing. Suns and the Coyotes are tomorrow, right? Oh, so we could get to 14 tomorrow. See. We could get to 14 straight losses by professional teams in Arizona. The Sharks are at the Coyotes tomorrow. The Suns are at the Warriors. My money's on the Coyotes. San Jose any good? No. <laughs> They're not good. They still have that Carlson guy. That's as much as I know. Yeah, it's, uh, my, money's on the, my money's on the Coyotes stand uh, this week. I'll take the D-backs. <laughs> when we come back on the Burns and Gambo next Show. professional team to win a game. Thanks for looking that up, Mitch. We appreciate it. We haven't, we've been busy today. We've been flying. We haven't really had much of a chance to react yet to Cliff Kingsbury not being the head coach of the Cardinals or Steve Kime not being the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. We'll do so next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Here we go! Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! 
while this is a firing, in other words, Cliff Kingsbury gets to keep all the money left on his contract. I, I would describe this, Tom, as a little more of a mutual parting. Cliff Kingsbury did not seem like he was having very much fun in Arizona this year. It was a struggle all the way through from the on-field result to the relationship with Kyler Murray, the quarterback, to all sorts of turnover on his coaching staff. And, of course, there's the fate of general manager uh, Steve Keim, who took a health-related leave of absence. And this one, I would say, for owner Michael Bidwell, uh, starting over makes a lot of sense. It was Ian Rappaport this morning when the news broke, calling the firing probably closer to a mutual parting of ways between Cliff and the Cardinals. But of Hallelujah! Course, but, of course, that was, that was the message you got? It was the message I got. Hallelujah. Not like from just, not from Cliff, but no, from, from yeah, people from, very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's uh it's 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 a little bit of a relief, you know, to to, to be done, I guess. Look, he's going to get paid for 4 years. He's got that like I said, I've been reporting all along it's a fully guaranteed contract. That's about 7 and a half million a year. There's going to give you a rough estimate about what it averages out to. So you walk away from 30 million dollars. But look, this is part of doing business in the National Football League. It is. It is, and when you're the owner of a National Football League team, even though you might not be at the high end of that ownership, you still have money to be able to do things like this. And so, I mean, of course, Cliff was as mutual as it might have been. Cliff was never, ever, ever going to quit, right? He was never going to resign no, no, and no, walk, walk away, away from, from that job. type of money. No way. You'll never do that. But the relief that comes with not having to deal, I, I mean, think about, okay, yeah, some of it might have been somewhat self-inflicted, and I'm not trying to give Cliff a pass here for what happened this year, but we talk all the time about how long of a year it's been for the Cardinals organization. Think about what that must have been like for Cliff, right? We need to. We do need to just take a pause and just celebrate that that season has come to an end. Amen to that. Wow, God, that was just brutal. That was just brutal. Ugh. This time a year ago, I texted Bernsey yesterday. I said, I'm not taking one note on this damn football game. <laughs> this time a year ago, we were getting ready for the Cardinals and the Rams, right? Like we were excited about the Cardinals' first playoff appearance. I keep saying this. Think about everything that has happened in this calendar year. Think about everything that has happened a year ago today. James Saxon. Oh, James Sean Saxon. Sean Coogler. DeAndre Hopkins. Hollywood Brown. Kyler Murray's homework clause. I mean, we could... We could do this all day. Rodney right? Hudson. Rodney Hudson's not, retirement. You, not retirement. you should have just retired. Wish you had just retired, for goodness sakes, right? Mm-hmm. For as for as good as he did the Cardinals this year. Hard knocks. Hard knocks. Just not being what anybody thought have, it was going to be. Are they going to have the video? Are they going to have the firing on the next episode? Is there a next episode? I mean, it had to do yesterday's game, no? I don't know. I would think... You know what? I saw a commercial for it today okay. on NFL Network. Okay. They promoted hard. They didn't specifically say tune in Wednesday, but they did promote a hard knocks. If yeah, there's an episode nine uh, uh, that hasn't played yet on Wednesday. I, yeah, I believe. It's, it's, yeah. Will that have the firing? I mean, it should. Will it? Probably nah, not. I don't know. Probably not. My faith in Come on it in, guys. There. Come on, get this video. I'm about to fire Cliff Kingsbury. Just say it right here. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, I mean, I don't think Michael would allow that to happen, but we'll, you'll have the firing. That'll be news about the firing. Yeah. Um, look, if you might see Cliff walking in and walking out. Maybe. Maybe. There's not one soul that 
at least at, at, on this show that was surprised that the news came down. I, I think it was just a matter of when. Was it going to be last night? Was it going to be today? We were fully expecting that it was going to come down with Cliff. There was just too much that went wrong. There was just too much of it, whether it was his fault or not, whether he deserved it or not, whether he's to blame for everything that's wrong. or It, it doesn't. He was the face of it. He was. Steve and Cliff were the face of of the failures of 2023, of a miserable season. I remember going into this season, we were talking about how important it was for the Cardinals to have a better second half of the season. Well, they didn't have a good first half. They didn't have a good second half. It was just a really, it was one of the worst years in all of Cardinals football that I can remember. It's very much reminiscent to the early years of Cardinal football at Sun Devil Stadium when they were all bad. Like, all those years were bad. Yeah. Except for the one year when, was it Chris Jackie kicked the field goal and they won. They made the playoffs. They beat Dallas. Then they got beat by Minnesota. That was a great year. With Jake Plummer. But after that, I mean, most of the seasons are just miserable years. As far as what's next for Cliff, um, you reported on Friday, do not expect him to return to college. I saw you tweeted out uh, that again today. Yeah, I was just, you know, again today, just told that it's like he does not have any interest in being a college football coach. Not with the not with the amount of recruiting and, now, you know, not with the NIL deals and everything like that. It's just not something that, they, that he's interested in. There's been in. some speculation about him going to New England to be Belichick's offensive coordinator. There was even some speculation this morning on Twitter from Bruce Feldman, college football writer, that if McVay stays in Los Angeles, that maybe he would find a place for Cliff to join his coaching staff somehow, some way. Ian Rappaport today said, honestly, I don't think Cliff's going to be on anybody's sideline next year, and I'll let him explain why. I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury wants to jump right back into this. Yeah. He has made a lot of money. He has made a lot of money. In college, uh, in professional football, in other places, he is rich. And considering the year he's had, I am not so sure that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be dying to get to a sideline near us. If I had to guess... I would say the next time we see him is probably in some Instagram account in Ibiza. <laughs> Do you know where Ibiza is? Yeah, yeah, I took a pill there once. You took a, I'm sorry? You took a pill in Ibiza? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did a joke just go over your head, Bernsey? You don't know the song? Oh, man, you really oh, don't know what I said? You don't know what I just said? No. I took a pill in Ibiza? You don't know what I just said? Go ahead, Mitch. I'll give, I'll give Mitch a minute. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this is this uh, is this no, where I just exposed myself no, to being just, pop you're, culture you're, deficient? You're I, I'm usually pretty good. Kinda, on the, you're not kind of hip and hop like I am. Oh dear God. I, I'm more hip and hop than, and I'm I'm much older than you, <laughs> um, but I'm a lot more hip and hop than you are. It's because your his reaction to that was unbelievable. Like it was, it? it was pricelessly dumb. You, I, you I took a pill there. I, I, what I, kind I, of pill did you take? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody was please let me in on the joke. Yeah, was it one of your blood pressure? Was it a blood pressure pill? Was it? Was it? Pill? Did you take? Somebody let me in on the joke, right, please. Mitch. What do you got? Yeah, I'll give you a ten bucks. To show a Fiji, I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt ten years old. Uh, never mind. I just saw the lyrics. I'm like, no, oh, no you no. can't play it. <laughs> it's a, it was a super popular song. Who sang it? Mike Posner. Super Posner. But a super popular song. Yeah, he had his moments. Yeah. I took a pill in Ibiza. Right over Bernie's head. I think Mike Posner is the one that also yeah. took a like a backpacking trip around the entire world, and he got bit by a snake or something like that, and had to go to the hospital. Oh, if I remember that correctly, that's an expensive hospital bill when you get bit by a snake. Wow, as an expensive hospital bill. Okay, yes, I took a pill in Ibiza. What a turn! <laughs> what a, that seriously? Here's the thing: it's not I that odd. It's only like segment what? to go this two, way. Two years old? Oh, no, it's like six years old. 
Oh, uh, is it really? Yeah, it's been about six years. Oh, okay, well, well, still, like still. No, I mean, no, no, that's no, very I, current for me. I, I, I will admit that, like, just the snippet that Mitch played for me there, I'm proud of myself for not knowing that song. Like, I, I'm happy that I don't. I, I'm, I don't. Oh, that was a good song. I don't need to know that song. I'm okay. I mean, okay. unless my job. I mean, I'm glad you do because you know yeah, I took a pill and a beast. You're, you're you're married to a woman who's very young, far more interested in that yes. kind of musical genre yes. than she's, than uh, I am. She's so. up to current. She's she's up with current music, unlike me. I didn't know where Ibiza was until I looked it up. Beyond the song, do you know where it's at? No, it's an island off of Spain. Oh, nice! It's an island off of Spain. In fact, it's it's like right there, kind of. Well, there's there's your country right there. Right there's your country. There's Spain. Ooh. It's not exactly in the middle, but it's kind of like so you know. So, if I were to build a bridge from Spain to Italy, you know, the, so it's it, right, it would run by, right through. So it's it. actually uh, right across from Sicily. In fact, yeah, I mean, yeah. From you go from Sicily, like go to Palermo, go to Palermo, the top of Sicily. You can go from it's straight across from there. Okay. Actually, more, it's not actually probably closer to Rome. Well, direct either way. That's where right, there it is. That's where Cliff's going to be hanging out. He's going to be in Ibiza. That's where he's yeah. going to be. When we come back, Michael Bidwell has a mighty task ahead of him this offseason. What are his plans for replacing his GM and head coach? You will hear from Michael Bidwell next on the Burns and Gambo show. This might be one of the <laughs> dumbest shows on radio. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. On a day where Cliff Kingsbury gets fired as head coach of the Cardinals and Steve Keim resigns as general manager of the Cardinals and Michael Bidwell is left to start over when it comes to his football operations department. Got a lot to talk about. And we carried the Michael Bidwell press conference live earlier here on the Burns and Gambo show. We're going to play you a whole bunch of cuts from that if you missed it coming up in just a moment or two. First, let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day with Eric. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Rubes, what you got for us? Uh, what a busy, busy, busy day in the Valley. And the Cardinals are going to be busy going forward as they now have two very key positions to fill this offseason. So we're pitting them against each other. Head coach or general manager. Which is more important? GM. GM. Got to get the GM. Not even like a thought, right? It, yeah, to me, it's it's... It's GM. It's it's, and I mean this with all due respect to Steve because Steve's been good to us. He's been a guest on our show for the last couple of years on a regular basis for his weekly segment. And of course, we wish Steve nothing but the best as he works to get through his health related issues that has caused him to resign from the organization. But that position has been woefully in need of a renovation for the last few years. And so to me, that's the, that's the most important thing for them to do is just in terms of roster building, just make a, make a better effort at it, a better pass at it. So I, I think it's general manager. Yeah. And the people, uh, they agree with you guys. 56.9% rolling with general manager. 43.1% are going with head coach. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, coaching is important. Don't get me wrong, because you're talking about locker room, you're talking about culture, you're talking about leaders, you're talking about you know that sort of thing. Uh, but roster, have the right players for all of that. Yeah, absolutely, work. roster building is just such an important part of that, and and draft analysis, free agent, all that stuff is so important. Michael Bidwell press conference today. The uh, president and principal owner of the Arizona Cardinals talking about an incredible sense of urgency when he decided to do this. Oh yes, there's an incredible sense of urgency, and uh, the. Lead- me, I've been, uh, uh, like I said, on the phone and exchanging texts and messages and phone calls and uh, and getting the input of um, a lot of folks and trying to get a 360-degree view of a number of candidates. And we're also not done looking at it. Um, you know, there is no fixed list at this point. I'm trying to throw the, the net, cast the net as far and wide as I can. Internal candidates, external candidates. He says he will look everywhere. I'll go through the names of the few minutes of people that they're reportedly in line to speak with, but he talked about there being an incredible sense of urgency to get this done. Yeah, and I think, you know, with all these other openings that, you know, that are going to be here and some potential openings, sure, you want to move quickly, and that's why you got four GM candidates, you know, that are in the interview process now. You'd prefer to get that GM in place and then hire the coach, And but all this has to happen very, very quickly. There's not a lot of time to wait because you are competing against other teams for guys, so I do expect, again, with the... the, the, Look... Nobody asked him, like, when did you know you were going to have to make a change? He said he wanted to take all 18 games, right? But we, I mean, it's very fair that he knew a month ago, maybe even longer than that, that he knew what he was going to do, which is why the names have been lined up. He's been talking to people. Who's some good people to interview? Who are some candidates I should talk to? And that's why right away they're ready to go. Right away, he's got a bunch of names to interview for. You're not going to Adrian Wilson and Quinton Harris saying, hey, what GM should I interview? What G- They're not going. Those guys want the job. Yeah. So he's obviously done his homework for probably about a month or so to get these names in order. And that's what makes this very different from any coaching search he's ever done before because it's not just a coaching search. And Steve Kime has been his right-hand man throughout that entire process every time they went looking for a new head coach. And for the first time, he doesn't have that. And yet Michael thinks, and, and this to me was the quote of the press conference at the end of this soundbite, I don't know if we're as broken as people think we are. He is casting the uh, the net far and wide, uh, making sure that we've got somebody with a very good plan, with the right leadership skills uh, that can come in, uh, not only at GM, but also at, at, at head coach, uh, to make sure that we, we build the kind of um, team and squad and roster, uh, as well as uh, staff and, and plan on both the offense and defensive side of the ball to make sure that we can win the NFC West. And when I, you know, I don't, I don't know that we're as broken as maybe people think. I mean, our record is terrible. But when you, you look at the talent on this team, we've got a lot of talent. We've just got to make sure that they're all playing together. Yeah, I, I think we see it a lot differently. Um, I, see a, I see a lot that's broken here. A lot that's seen older aging rosters. Look at four offensive linemen on the contract for next year. Yeah. Uh, you've got a lot of questions on the defensive line, the offensive line, that cornerback. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, you're going to be hiring. What, what's not broke? You have to hire a new coach and a new GM. Yeah. Like, what's not? It, it's broken. You've got, you won three football games. Yeah. And, four football games. And I understand he wants to appeal to as many candidates as he possibly can, but, but I, I agree with you. I, th- I think we just see it differently. Um, I, I, the lack of truly elite talent on your roster. I mean elite talent. Zach Allen, he's a 
good player? Is he elite? You know, um, Byron Murphy, he's a good player. Is he elite? You know, even DJ Humphreys, a, a guy who's <clears throat> under contract and sign up. He's solid. A, he's a good, solid player. solid player. Is he an elite left tackle in today's yeah, NFL? Yeah, you want difference makers. Yeah. You want difference makers on both sides of the ball. And, and that's... And again, I, I don't, and I know some teams can turn it around very quickly. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a tremendous story, right? I mean, they fired their coach. And I mean, last year they had the, what, the number, number one, one overall pick, pick in, the, in draft. the draft last yeah. year. And then all of a sudden, you know, this year they, they won the division. So you can turn things around. But you, what you had last year was you had a, a down year for Trevor. Look at Trevor Lawrence last year to this year. What a freaking difference. I know, right? And they went out there and they, listen, Christian Kirk was widely viewed as a terrible, Waste of money signing, and he was great. Christian Kirk was great. He was great. So he was like, great Saturday night. He had a really good game. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, I think he even had something in one of my emails today about like he earned a big bonus and everything too because nobody like he did more than I even expected him to do. Christian Kirk. So everything kind of worked out for them uh, really, really well. I'm just trying to find the Kirk note here. Uh, here it is. He added a one point five. He added one point five million dollars for going over eighty catches and eleven hundred and ten yards. You know. Says and and he it's crazy right he just so the contract he just got another a million and a half because he, he reached all the performance bonuses he was supposed to reach yep so you can turn it around quickly but the Cardinals are not going to turn it around quickly they are not going to be a you know worst to first story in the NFL next year there's a lot of work to do to get this thing there turned is around. and I I think that's okay I think I'm okay with them not being a worst to first candidate next year because of so much work they have to do I I kind of in my mind have already built next year. To be sort of another down year because they've got to get right with the cap. They've got to get right with the draft. They've got to hit a big organizational reset button. I know nobody likes to hear that, but I feel like that's where they have to go. More Michael Bidwell. He prefers to hire the general manager first, but is open to doing it other ways, too. Well, I'm sure there are lots of factors. I haven't seen it yet. So that's why I say the preference is to hire a general manager first. But he says if the right coach is there, that he'd be willing to do it the other way around if he has to. As far as Kyler is concerned, he was Ask the question about how much input Kyler will have. We're in communication, and uh, and and we should be talking later today. We're texted, and and either today or tomorrow. And so, absolutely want to get the input of uh, our leaders, uh, including Kyler, and have spoken with uh, a number of leaders already. Then he was asked specifically about Kyler and whether he wants to see more of Kyler in the off season when it comes to his rehab. Yes, you know, we're, we're, we're again. I haven't spoken to him, but that's that's what we'd like to see. We forgot when we were talking about what a mess the season was, the contract. Oh, yeah. Right, we, were, we were talking earlier about like you know, just how miserable to see. Part of that it was the clause, clause in the contract. Well, just the, the work Kyler had to go through to get the contract. The, you know, the single-spaced, yeah. all-caps memo that was sent out. And then the homework clause and taking the homework clause. Oh, absolutely. That was, that was it's, part it's, of the mess that was this year. I think it's hard for Michael to have Kyler as the face of the franchise. Because the face of the franchise was Larry. And Michael and Larry had a phenomenal relationship. Like, they could go out to lunch together. They were... You know, they, they, they had a really good relationship. And Kyler's, Kyler's not Larry. It's just very different for him. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, we'll continue our reaction to Michael Bidwell's conversation. We're going to focus specifically on probably what a lot of fans out there are focusing on right now. Do you go internal with these hires or do you go external with these hires? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Let's go.
Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. This is more for Michael Bidwell today. This is probably when you get right down to this, when it comes to a GM opening and a head coach opening for the Cardinals, both of which were in many ways expected, both of which were presented to us today. I think the fan base really, really wants to know, are you going to fill those positions from within or are you going to go outside the organization to fill them? I I really think that's what... Now, I don't want to call it a battle line, but I, I think that's kind of where the line is being drawn a little bit for a lot of fans. Would you agree that that's yes. probably the big conversation point right now when it comes to these openings? Look, it's it's nothing against the quality of the people that are there, Vance Joseph, Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, but there's no question that the majority of the fan base is going to want them to start fresh outside the organization. Somebody that can build a new culture. I mean, uh, not, you know, because it may be looked at, maybe as, you know, same old, same old. Like if you just promote one of Kimes' assistants or you just go from Cliff to Vance. And I mean, uh, people could be like, really? Out of all the candidates that were out there, you thought Vance Joseph was the best candidate? Like, the, you thought he was the best? Like, there's got to be somebody that, that you would think is better. Out of all the GM candidates, you think the guys who have never been a GM before, that you like, you think those guys are the best? Like, people will look at it as same old Sam. That's a reality. They're, yeah. they're going to look at it that I way. I have so many thoughts about that. And you just, it, you just accidentally kind of set off a tripwire on one of them. When you say that about Vance Joseph, the first thing I think of is Earl Watson. I mean, the first thing I think of is Earl Watson. Is the Suns. Thinking, oh no, we're fine. We don't need to interview anybody else. We got we guy got in the house. We like. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not suggesting for a second that's what the Cardinals are going to do. They're obviously not going to just interview Vance Joseph. But the Suns were very content to believe they had the answer to their questions in house with Earl Watson, and they didn't even bother to look to see what else was out there. It was a Huge blunder by the organization that set them back years in their rebuilding efforts, right? And so the Cardinals, you can't just go, you know, Vance is pretty good. Let's just let's just give the job to him. Or we'll interview some other guys, but it's probably going to go to Vance. And I do think that same old, same old scares the crap out of Cardinals fans. Well, and Michael, be, and listen, no matter how you, now how you play this, if Michael goes that direction, he's going to be looked at as cheap. He is going to be. If he just, I don't goes, disagree. If with he this. goes from within, people are going to assume he's cheap. That's what they're going to think. You but he's saving money because he's spending money on Cliff to to make his contract go away, so that he'll save a little money by hiring Vance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hire somebody that's not going to cost you as much. Hire an assistant GM that doesn't have any experience. You don't have to pay a lot of money to. Instead of paying five million a year to the GM, maybe you could pay him two and a half. Like it'll be, it'll be viewed that. Not to say that that is. I mean, listen, if Michael gets to the end and he and he he goes, look, these are these are really the best candidates. He's going to have to explain himself. Now, whether you know how we, but he'll have to explain why he thinks yeah. those candidates are better. Okay, you got four GM candidates right now that you're going to interview. Do you really think that the guys you have are better than those guys? Yeah, and the four. I mean, you got four. Are Ian Cunningham, the assistant GM to the Bears, Rand Carthen, the director of player personnel for the 49ers, Adam Peters, the assistant GM of the San Francisco 49ers, and then a fourth that we just learned about an hour and a half ago. And that would be Monty Austinfort, Titans director of player personnel. According to multiple reports, those four gentlemen have been, uh, permission has been asked for by the Cardinals to talk with them. Now, Michael Bidwell today was asked about outside perspective. And he said, absolutely, I want it. Yes, that's why we're casting the net far and wide. I want to be wide open and uh, open-minded about um, who is the best candidate. It's not necessarily going to be an internal candidate.
Good. And he went so far as to clarify a reporter's question about interviewing Vance Joseph. He said, maybe we will, but we haven't set anything up yet. I expect that we may uh, interview an internal candidate, uh, and I, I think we will. But uh, I have not. Uh, uh, we have not done that interview. And uh, But what I have done is is um, we've had the interviews with both Quentin Harris and uh, Adrian Wilson. Yeah. And I expect that Michael's going to get this right because, I mean, it's, it looks it. First of all, let's give him credit, okay? He did fire Cliff and walk away from that contract. Yes. Okay, he did. Guy got first year of a five year deal. He completed one, he got four years. He did it, okay? So I think first, congratulations to Michael. Like, you, the, so I don't think he's going to go that. If you're going to go, you're going to go all in, go all in, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to fire a guy with four years left, let me just hire the best coach that I can get so we can move on from this disaster of a season as soon as possible. So there's a, I have the belief that he is going to go outside the organization. He is going to hire the right guys because, again, to get to this point, there was a lot of questions about whether Michael would eat, you know, $50 million or $30 million. I don't know. If Steve resigned, he's not going to have to pay Steve. Steve, I believe Steve's contract was roughly five million a year, and Cliff was about seven and a half. So, to, if, if even just walking away from Cliff is still walking away from probably thirty million dollars. Yeah. So, like, with that being said, like, I get like we should give him credit for that, and I think if he's going to go that far, that he's probably going to take it home and, and hire the best coach. He did. He did confirm today. He being Michael, he confirmed today. Yes, he's interviewed two in-house candidates for GM. They're obviously Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris, as, as he mentioned a second ago. There's a third outside the organization general manager. He wouldn't reveal any names who he spoke to. Might be one of the gentlemen whose name I just read. Uh, it, it won't be very hard for us to get reports as to who. Who it is they're talking to, their agents. You pointed this out earlier. Their agents are going to want that information out there. Hey, my guy just interviewed with the Cardinals or is on the list to interview with the Cardinals because they want to try to build up, you know, the, the resume and, and the, 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 the credibility of their, their clients. And so I, I expect those names will get leaked and we'll hear about those. I, I'm going to go back to the Suns for another comp, though. And, and this is why I think this is a big, this is a big moment for Michael. And I think this is a big moment for the organization. Okay. And here's the reason why the Suns. Michael has a chance, I think, for this to be his, for lack of a better way of putting it, his Robert Sarver moment. And by that, I oh, mean... that's a really good... I like, really like, I like that. This is his Robert Sarver moment. Monty okay. Williams? Yep. Because Robert Sarver, you know this, so do I. Anybody who lived through it knows it. Robert Sarver, year after year. Earl Watson. Jay Triano. Igor Kokoshkov. Um... Uh, Lindsey Hunter, oh, right? Yes. Right? I mean, just unproven guy after unproven guy after unproven guy. It, it, and, and Robert finally had his Robert Sarver moment where he said, you know what? Monty Williams, five-year deal, five and a half million dollars a year. Credibility. When he fired Ryan McDonough, though, he hired from within. He did. He did. But I weren't we all shocked as hell when he went outside the organization to get his next head coach? When he didn't, I, I don't For mean outside the organization. Reason. When he didn't hire an unproven, never been the head coach before guy to be his head coach, we were shocked as hell that he did it. Robert Sauber met with Mike Budenholzer in a hotel, and there was a lot of thought. Now it became public. I remember I talked about it, and um, then they didn't hire Budenholzer. So. Then he ended up hiring Monty, but there was this belief, like, man, if you, like you got Budenholzer in the room, get the deal freaking get the de- done. Get the deal done. Like, you can't close that deal. Like, all right, then maybe Budenholzer didn't want to work for Sarver. Maybe, maybe. Budenholzer didn't want to work. But then to rebound and get Monty, was, that, was, that was great. And that's, why, that's what I'm talking about with this being Michael's moment. 
to to have his like server moment here is to go outside the organization, right? To to you've had Steve Kime by your side. He's been in the organization since 1999. Steve Kime's been your right hand man for over a decade mm-hmm. when it comes to roster building and decisions like this. For Michael to go truly outside the organization shows a willingness. To your point, it's not the same old, same old. And I'll tell you what, I'll be honest. I don't mind Vance Joseph as a head coaching candidate. I think he could be a really good head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. I think he might bring the right type of culture and the right type of attitude to the organization. But the perception of just staying from within and hiring guys who are already here just kind of does feed this same old, same old kind of notion where going outside and bringing in brand new voices and a brand new culture takes Michael and the organization out of their comfort zone. Just like Robert hiring Monty took Robert out of his comfort zone and look at the success they had because of it. That's what I'm imploring for here because I think that's Michael's got that in front of him if he wants it. If he wants to do that, if there's qualified candidates out there, boy, it could be a real perception changer for the Cardinals when it comes to the fan base. Nothing wrong with liking Vance Joseph. Nothing really wrong with hiring Vance Joseph if. You truly believe that he's the best candidate for the job. Like, but you're going to have to explain that to everybody is why. And you're going to have to get it right. Yes. Because, you know, Vance was a head coach before and he failed. And his defenses have not been great. His defenses have not, like, they've been okay, but they're not great. So, like, okay, here's, let me put it another way. Sure. Vance Joseph is not getting a head coaching interview with any other teams in this league that have an opening. There's not one team in that league that's going to hire Vance Joseph. I'd be surprised you if right you're now. wrong. I'll tell yes. you right now, there's no chance Vance Joseph gets any of these other jobs. Every job can open up. Dallas, the Chargers, uh, the Rams, you've got Indy, you've got Carolina, you've got the Tech. Vance isn't getting any of those jobs. So if you hire him, man, you've got to be able to explain why. Yep. None of the other teams are looking at Vance. None of these other teams are sitting there saying, hey, Vance Joseph is the guy. Yeah, Go get that guy out of Arizona. He's going to be the guy. Like Nobody's going to hire Vance to be a head coach right now. So if you were to hire him... You better have a really good explanation as to why. The countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun, and Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text the word SUPER to 620-620 to register and listen for your name starting February 6th. And you could score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl, plus you'll win tickets to the following events, the FanDuel Party, the Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. So once again, text the word SUPER to 620-620. It's all access presented by Bud Light. And FanDuel. When we come back, Cardinals going to have the third pick overall in the draft, and Gambo thinks they are in a win win position no matter what. He'll explain why next on the Burns and Gambo show.